Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week, more discussion of the soccer team Arsenal than ever before, or ever again. Let's go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us today, international super celebrity author, king of all books, delightful charmer, foreign national, Nick Hornby. Welcome to the show, Nick. Good morning. Did you like that? I loved it. Yeah. It, was, it was completely extemporaneous. I'm, I didn't. I, I didn't write it, that out. I know it sounded like I wrote it yeah, out. I'm going to get it on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> king of all authors. I like that. King of a all. Now that's yeah, he said king of books. That's including oh, king of books, including encyclopedias. Yeah. That's including <laughs> the uh, Bible. You are the, the king, you are the king of the Bible. Even I mean, not the king the Bible talks about. No, that's God. Is, sure. Is this is this broadcast in the south? this program. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, very, so, I, absolutely, so I'm going to get shot by somebody now. Yeah, of course, because southern people tend to shoot people who claim to be king of the Bible. That's a that's a well-worn trope about southern people. I'm not sure if that's actually true. Jordan, I, I have a quick question for you. Sure. You, so we were talking with last week, week before on the show, about a problem that you've been having in your life. This is what the problem is for your, yeah, for your Nick, benefit. For your Nick. benefit. Um, and for audience members who maybe don't obsessively listen to every episode. I'd like to see if I can help. Yeah, please. I mean, yeah. you're, yeah. A, you're a helpful guy. I'd, I'd like to think You've got so. a lot of, as king of books, you've got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> and king of the authors. Um, you know what you should do? Cut the problem in half. And then one, one gets one half and one gets the other. Yeah. That's some kingly wisdom for you. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Biblical kingly wisdom. Hmm. Uh, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jordan. How about that? <laughs> that wasn't a. That wasn't a. I mean, I just have nothing to say to that. Yeah. Okay. It was just that is in the Bible. I will confirm yes. that. Okay. Um. Anyway, something that I have found myself doing more and more lately is when someone kind of politely tries to engage me, I will just kind of say a mean comment, and then detach from them. And it's not from not liking the person. Kind of. Even on the contrary, I mean, I think I could these days use more, you know, a more and broader circle of friends and acquaintances. And uh, so it's definitely in my benefit to randomly talk to people. But for some reason, uh, I just blow them off and turn away and I can't figure out why I do it. And I had another instance of this actually the night after we taped that podcast where I talked about it. Um, This was, again, uh, I was I, I was uh, standing at a bar waiting for a drink. Uh, up comes the cocktail waitress, um, very nice, good-looking young woman, and she says, um, "Hey, did he just get hit with a ball?" And um, I kind of didn't know what she was talking about. And then I looked <laughs> up and I realized there was a baseball game on above me. And I just kind of looked at her and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know the baseball game was on up there." So when you said that to me, you seemed insane. <laughs> and then I just like looked away. <laughs> And, yeah. and you're married now. Yeah, we're yeah we have a couple of kids. Yeah, well, that's nice. That's a nice um, story. She's great. We got a. We're thinking of getting a boat. <laughs> so so what 
what possesses you? I don't know. I can't. I I can't really explain it. I mean, there's 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 the the there's the instinct to make a joke. Yeah, that's a powerful instinct. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know how to. You know, here's what I think it is. It's the instinct to make a joke, but then. I, maybe I don't have the skill to debrief them from the joke. When when you're doing it, the moment before, do you think this is going to sound cute? Mm, yes, yes, I think so. I think I no, think that. No, Jordan. What? I'm not sure if that's true. I I'm what I here's <clears throat> the part that I'm possibly disputing, just based on my years of experience with you. Sure. Do you feel like you filter it to that extent, or? You're just reacting to the fact that a joke appeared in your mind. And the, cor- yeah. the correct reaction to it's that to is say to it. say it. It's maybe not to just think it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There, yeah, there is a strong... I mean, it does come from a place of wanting approval and wanting engagement. But then when I listen to myself as I'm saying it, I kind of... I think to eject, you know? I don't know. If you analyze that particular example Mm -hmm. that you just gave me the line so i thought you were insane Mm -hmm. as a joke (laughs) (laughs) it's not the best joke is it no uh -uh. (laughs) it's not terribly funny either it's so you just say to a nice girl i thought you were mad and 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 you want some kind of approval for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes i know it sounds crazy when someone says it in retrospect it seem it seems less than ideal Certainly. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not so much a crafted joke, is it? It's, no. It's not one of you, I, I don't know you well, but I can imagine you've had better one liners than that. <laughs> well that's I mean or, that's in the upper that might be the best. <laughs> in the upper seventy percent I'd say. But And and how did she react when she she heard that she was crazy? Well that's oh. part of the problem is that Jordan had already turned away by <laughs> yes, already yeah. left. No, no. I mean, I did see the look on her face, and it was it was less than pleased. Not pleased. It was upset. She was angry. She was she was mad. Did at she? Me. Would, do you feel like it was it was comprehending? Because sometimes sometimes I know when I'm in this position, and as I've admitted, I'm often in this position myself. When I say something like that, people are less they they respond less negatively than they do with a sort of bafflement. Yeah. Like what? What is what is that that you said, and why would someone say such a thing? Hmm. I don't understand this in the context of human interactions. I guess I, I think that the turning away might be more of a problem than you think. Yeah, I no, I I think it is too. I mean, I think that, I mean, a the the ideal situation would be to not have said that. But yes, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I guess a <laughs> if I was better at this, I would say you seemed insane, um, and then just say like, hey. You know, I'm just kidding. Clearly, you have all of your faculties. You work in this lovely restaurant. That, that would be the conventional behavior is to just kind of slap her on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just kidding about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you might get married. Then, then we get married. But yeah. the turning the turning your back. And plus, you might find the slap on the back erotic. <laughs> exactly. Foreplay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Women, chicks like broads like yeah, that kind they, of thing, they, they right? They like slapping on the shoulder. Like a little slapping, yeah. a little kissing. Yeah. yeah, Jordan's specialities are one liners and sensuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Did somebody somebody on the message board, somebody on the maximum fun maximum fun forum was threatening to give you serious advice on this problem. And there was a lot of build up to it, but that person, I don't remember who it was on the forum, they asked you for for permission to give you serious advice as though this wasn't a real problem in your life. 
And and then I feel like they didn't deliver any advice on the topic. Oh yeah, I haven't checked back on that. I don't know. No, I I just looked at it this morning. There's no advice there. Hmm. To, to which I say, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. I, I think one of the problems, as far as advice goes, is that these seem very um, particular situations. So there isn't a general rule you can give about when you're in a bar and someone may or may not have been hit by a baseball on a TV screen <laughs> above your head. <laughs> Like, what if the screen's below your... What if the screen's... <laughs> yeah, what if it's in the floor? What if it's some she-she bar where you look down at the TV? There's a flat-screen TV in the, in in the, the floor, embedded yeah. in the floor. I mean, there's obviously there's a cover, Nick. It's not... You're, you're not, not walking, walking on, on the, the screen, screen and the television. Okay, okay. It's yeah. not that durable. Okay. It's right. a durability issue, ultimately. Um, Nick, how do you... Do, do you have people uh, approach you because they recognize you from book from jackets and... Books? From your prose, your prose style. <laughs> yeah, I talk. I talk in my prose style. So, so once, once yeah. people get a couple of sample sentences, right. they they tend to pick me up on that. Do people go and say, ah, "Aren't you John Cusack?" <laughs> that has never happened to me, unfortunately. Um, I think that uh, when when you're a writer, it, it's just different. If if your face isn't your, your face, just isn't generally recognised in that way. Um, my first book, Fever Pitch, which was about my football team and my relationship with my football team, I, I probably get recognised by more Arsenal fans than any other group of people. And, and I've, I've been on uh, videos um, about the club and things like that. So I, I, I tend to get recognised more if I go to a game. Like talking, like talking head type videos? Is that what you're talking about? Like, like promotional yeah, if they're making a um, like a documentary a, a about DVD it about the coach, then then somebody will <laughs> ring me up and say, "Will you talk about Arsenal's coach?" And I'm always happy to. Talk you about basically coach. you are to Arsenal as Doris Kearns Goodwin is to to Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Without quite as many words in me. Do they time. like? Do they like you? Do the other Arsenal fans like you for being a celebrity Arsenal fan? There seems to be no discrimination um, when you're a sports fan. So uh, you're on the right team, so that's it. You're automatically a good person. But they, don't, they, they don't distinguish between good Arsenal celebrity fans and bad Arsenal celebrity fans. That's the thing, Jordan. You need to get, you need to get a kind of celebrity where the people have a built-in affinity and also a built-in social connection. So that's yeah. your that's your problem. That people is my are, problem. People are coming like those people who came up to you in the in the lobby of the theater that you were you were referring to a couple of weeks ago on the show, mm-hmm. and then they said they liked your web videos. There's no built in there's no built in affinity between a web video creator yeah. and its viewer. Oh, so I should have created the web video on a more specific topic, is what you're saying? Yeah, something that they could totally relate to, and, and specifically, I'm talking about uh, using Mac on a Photoshop. If you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. using Photoshop on a Mac, if you had done it about Photoshop, and then other Mac Photoshop users, they relate to that. You know what I mean? They yeah, they don't gather. Once a fortnight, though, presumably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, they're not drunk either. <laughs> Maybe I'm sure helps the camaraderie just a little bit. Right now, right now, the dozens of Mac Photoshop users in our audience are like, actually, I am quite drunk right now, <laughs> and I happen to be at the Photoshop users group in Cupertino. <laughs> the TGI Fridays. Yeah, that's where people listen to Jordan Jesse go. I want you to know that our primary okay. audience is computer user groups. If you have anything you want to say to them, I mean, no, now's the time. This is, <laughs> this is where 
I have to take my headphones off and go back to London. Do you think you've learned anything, Jordan? That's the question. Do you think that there's a new way for you to be in the world? Or are you, do you remain completely lost? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I, I know what I have to do. And I mean, in, in all these situations that I've described, I've kind of known what to do. I just haven't done it. I think it's just a matter of implicating the policy now, you know? Yeah. Right. Is there anything you can do once you've delivered the disastrous one-liner and turned away? Um, I mean, could you have... What about sort- a funny, I, da- okay, about a so, funny dance? So here's... I mean, this is a little bit visual, but just mainly for your guys' benefit. Here's mainly what I could do if I do tell the joke and then turn away. I'm like, oh, so you seem insane. Gotcha. <laughs> now, when I turn back around and just, point. Just, just play by play on that, just sure. the theater of the mind, what Jordan did is he turned away, and then he got a devilish look on his face, turned back, and gave one of those, hey, points. It was a very winning smile as well. <laughs> Jordan's a winning guy. Ultimately. I've had braces. I've had braces. Did, yeah, did, you, did you tip her? <laughs> um, no, she was not my waitress. She uh, was just waiting on another table, and I was at the bar. So it really was a random insult. I should have just given her a dollar after I said that. <laughs> so here's a buck. I'm sorry. That could be your system, Jordan. Since oh, you're just, an affluent Hollywood celebrity yeah, type, it's true. You just as long as you tip well, I think you're 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 in pretty good. You know? Can, yeah. Can I ask you, Jordan? Are you single? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, you know, uh, no, uh, uh-uh. you're not single. No, uh, so it wasn't a you know romance situation. No, but. I bet, you you managed not to alienate your your current partner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't. Uh, you didn't mess that I didn't, up when yeah. you when you first met. This is more. You of probably a, tried though. This is more of a yeah. This is more of a situation of friendship. I'm not looking for you know. You you're know, not, I was not look, looking. You know, for I was love. not like you know. I didn't want to pick this woman no, up no, at any no, time, I, but but I could have forged a friendship that led to meeting up. And you stuff. know what I found ever since I've gotten married, I feel very uncomfortable talking to women. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you when you get married, there's this part of me that feels like getting married was like I picked this woman. Now I'm done. Like, get out of here, women. Get out of here, women. Get out of my life. Like unless it's transactional, unless I'm like buying some <laughs> buying a chicken. Or something. Or, or buying sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or buying intercourse. Yes. Um, uh, or buying just a few minutes of real personal connection, <laughs> you know, like when I'm on the road or whatever, and I just need someone to talk to who doesn't just want to talk about my fucking kids. <laughs> right. Um, no, but seriously, like, I find myself, I, 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 I don't know. I like, I look at a lady and I think, well, I shouldn't be... I I'm, shouldn't be attracted to this person or interested in them romantically at all, so that's out. And then I think, and if I'm not doing that, then I'm trying to be friends with them. But then if I'm trying to be like friends with them, then I feel kind of awkward about that, too. Like, I haven't gotten to a place where I feel like my marriage allows me to be friends with ladies without it being an issue. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's possibly somewhere where it could go. But if that's somewhere where it could go, I haven't gotten there. So now I just like, I don't know. I feel like uh, I should just write it off. Right now. The, the whole subject. The gender. The gender. Yeah. That, that 51% of the world's population. If there's women in your life now, they can stay there, but you're not looking for any new ones. Yeah. I mean, if <clears throat> frankly, if there was women in my life now, they're probably, uh, they're probably like uh, uh, the lady half of a couple's friend. Okay. That's about the only kind of lady that that is entering my life and and becoming a part of it at this point. Lady half of a couple's friend. Gotcha. Do you think it would be arrogant if you began each conversation with the woman 
by saying, you do know I'm married, don't you? So, you know, <laughs> if you met Michelle Pfeiffer somewhere, you'd say, you, you do know I'm married, don't you? And do you well, think that could be taken the wrong way? It, it could be taken the wrong way, but I don't think it would be arrogant. I think it would be merited. So maybe, I mean, maybe if you were in my situation, if you were, you know, if the cocktail waitress came up to you and said, oh, hey, did that guy just get hit by a ball? You would say, you know I'm married, don't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because and then clearly just, she was coming on to you anyway. Right, yeah. She, and, you know, I, I mean, should, I think it was just a situation of it was a, a bar on a weeknight and it wasn't very crowded, so she so, just so, wanted to so chat. You, you'd do. Huh? So you'll do. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And maybe she legitimately thought she saw... Anyway, whatever. Let's. We're beating the dead horse. I'm a jerk. I'm also a jerk. Let's be clear. We're all jerks. We're both jerks. Sure. And not to mention somewhat misanthropic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm not including myself in the... <laughs> In the circle oh, no, of you're jerks. affable. Yeah. You're affable. Because this guy's got so many fucking Arsenal fan buddies. I know. Jesus Christ. Okay, here's here's what I'm announcing right now, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Other fans of the 1989 San Francisco Giants, people who, who, know, who know who Ernest Riles and Ken Obrickfell are, we can be friends. We have an instant rapport. We'll talk about Don Caveman Robinson and Rick Big Daddy Russell. And uh, Scotty Gerelts' mustache. How about that? What happened to the 1989 Giants team? Did they do well? Uh, they made it to the World Series, but they lost to the A's. It was a very, very that was a very tough time. That they, that was the year of the San Francisco earthquake disrupted the World Series, and then the A's ended up uh, uh, sweeping the Giants. But uh, that's that's not the issue. The issue is they're National League champions. 1989 was a Anas Mirabilis for Arsenal. As well. Really? Yeah. This is my best. Have I introduced you to my best buddy Nick Hornby over here? <laughs> you have not. We, we he both seems like. Great. We both like uh, we sports b- in nineteen eighty nine. Sports in nineteen ninety nine. Exactly. Have I? I think I've told you about this, Jesse, and I don't know if if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I feel it bears bringing up now. Have you talked about you to? Um, have we talked about the Halloween party I went to, where the guy was dressed as the obscure Japanese video game character? Uh, I don't think so. Well, uh, here this is kind of a similar. Uh, if, I mean, if we did, I blocked it out. Of my yeah, memory. yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, I think it bears bringing up. Uh, you know, Nick, you said you automatically have this kind of rapport with 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 the Arsenal fans, and and uh, I, I don't I don't have any kind of sports that I follow, but but I'm I'm a big video game enthusiast, a big right. video game player, and um, uh, you know, and I, I have a, a, a specific kind of taste for the uh, uh, Japanese fighting game. It's a kind of an out of style genre, but uh, still something that I really like. It's you know something that people import or you you know kind of drive out to an arcade in a seedy part of town to play. Um, and I would hope that. You also memorize a lot of long strings of button combinations yes, sure, in order sure, to sure. do special moves. Uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 I would hope that there would be a similar camaraderie with people, but uh, this is not the case. And I think the the best example of this is I went to a Halloween party once, and there was this guy dressed as a character for one of these games. It wasn't like he was in a group. He was in a group of people, but he was the only Japanese fighting game character in the group. Uh, it wasn't like one guy was dressed as Ken, one guy was dressed as Ryu, no, no. and one guy was dressed as the yoga guy. Sure, no, this was a very... Um, it was like Virginia Woolf and Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yes. And the Japanese Literary dandy video. Tom Wolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, there was a Salvador Dali, and then and then Japanese this guy. fighting guy. Yeah. So yeah, he was in a he was in a group, very typical Halloween costumes. Um, 
and um, and I, I came, you know, and, and he did a great job with this. It was kind of elaborate. He made his hair purple uh, for the uh, for the costume. Just just did this to a T. And uh, I went up to him and I'm like, hey, I, you know, that is a great costume. And uh, with kind of the hopes of striking up conversation, he's just like, thanks, and then. Turned away. He turned his back. Turned his back. And you guys didn't get on. No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Like, I didn't really have anybody to talk to at this party. But, but this, you were soulmates. I know, right? He was, a, he was a turner away. <laughs> he was. The thing ultimately here is I think people become, one of the reasons people become sports fans is to connect with their peers, their family, their community. Yeah. And the, video, pri- yeah. the primary reason that people start playing Japanese uh, fighting games is because they're 12 and they have a lot of anger but not a lot of physical prowess. <laughs> right? Hmm? Well, or, and you or know, 30 and no friends at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they really that. hung on to that tightly. Mm-hmm. You know, those qualities. Sure. But yes, yeah, so there is a certain amount of anger involved, I guess. So yeah. Well, we got well, guys, we have a lot more show to do. We have to name some stuff. We're going to name a horse, etc. Uh we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Hornby. Uh, I've forgotten my name. King of books. King of all books. King of all books. Mm-hmm. He's, I did not even intend that to be a built-in nickname, Jordan. It's I great. want to make that clear. If people out there are thinking, I tried to give Nick Hornby a nickname... I did, that was not my intent. <laughs> my intent was to give him a, a compelling introduction so that people would say, hmm, who's this Nick Hornby? Maybe I should check out his books, maybe even his new book, Slam, which is just out in paperback. That's right. You know what I mean? That's what I thought people might do from that introduction. I didn't know it would be a built-in. It's going to stick. It's going to be fantastic, especially once you get the T-shirt. I, I, <laughs> and the crown. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's like that, that. They always used to say, you know, Nick Hornby, author of High Fidelity, or Nick Hornby, confessional novelist. Now it's going to say Nick Hornby, king, king of all of books. King of all books, exactly. In the London Times, it will say <laughs> Nick Hornby, king of all books. Now, Sad. <laughs> now, Nick, just so you know, lately on the program, Jordan and I have had this idea where we would like to name things for people. Um, one of the examples, You're very good at it. if people have, thank you, if people have a battleship, for example, we'd like to name that. Now, there are certain rules, obviously, with naval vessels. Some have to be named after states, some have to be named after presidents, and et cetera. But we're willing to work within those rules. Sure. But we're building up to, uh, we're building up to a battleship. We named uh, half a baby. <laughs> uh, on last week's program, we, yeah, we, they they let us pick the boy name. Right, they had a girl name in in mind. So, yeah, I have a feeling that from from uh, listening back to that, Jordan, I have a feeling that uh, the wife is going to go secretly get the ultrasound, and uh, if it's a boy, she's going to either terminate the pregnancy <laughs> or maybe go out to a cottage somewhere have the baby and then give it to a rural couple yeah exactly okay but uh we rural have something couple. we have something now uh to name that is perhaps even more important than a baby uh joining us on the line from sentinel butte north dakota which is uh one of the finest buttes in the dakotas uh is cody cody welcome to jordan jesse go hi guys how's it going it's going fantastic, and for you? Oh, not too bad. Yeah, you're in one of the top buttes. I bet you're uh, 
darn and fine butte. Every day is Christmas. Tell us a little bit about Sentinel Butte, North Dakota. What's it like around there? How many people live there and whatnot? Um, in the actual town of Sentinel Butte, there's about uh, 50 people. Um, I live uh, about 15 miles north of the actual town on a ranch. and it just nice. got too crowded for you there? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> it's the... On the family ranch and just uh, enjoying the enjoying the country. So, for the most part, what kind of stuff do people do in in Sentinel Butte? Do you have some ranching, podcast listening, and uh, ran- dot dot and, dot, and a lot of hunting and fishing and hmm. humming, huh? <laughs> <Okay. That> sounds neat. <laughs> No, humming does sound like a fun thing to do. I mean, if it, if I was out there in the country, your, your hums travel farther. And you can do it as loud as you want. Absolutely. Nobody knocks on the wall. You don't have to do it like <laughs> under your... I know that's been a problem for you, Nick, in living in... In London, you, you, yeah. you can't hum at the volume you, you want to. Right. I understand that completely. Well, Cody, tell us what you have asked us to name. Okay, I have a two-year-old horse that I've got that she doesn't really have a name and just um, wanting you guys' expertise on all things naming to... Not to uh, mention name. all things equine. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Okay, so what is this? What, what so, kind, well, I guess this is my first question. Okay. Is this a meat horse? This is to be used for meat, right? <laughs> oh, is, this, is this a meat horse or a glue horse? Um, neither. It's a riding horse. Is this a horse you're going to hit with a stick at a party so candy comes out? <laughs> is this no, one of those? It's not, no, it's not a festive pinata horse. It's hmm. a regular horse. So you'll be making this horse into the key ingredient in Jello. Is that correct? Possibly, if things don't work out with the horse, it might become Jello. Okay, so it's a riding horse. Is it? Do you? Is it a horse that you ride for uh, for pleasure or for ranching related uh, activities? Uh, for both. Okay. What's an example of a ranching activity that this horse might participate in? Um, going out in the pasture, you know, bringing cattle in from the pasture to the corrals, uh, rope, rope, roping cattle, um, things of that nature. I call it roping doggies. Is okay. that okay? <laughs> That's all right. Okay. <laughs> I, I just wanted to run it by you in case that wasn't okay. Oh, you know what a cool t-shirt would be? Yeah. Roping doggies, smoking stogies. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a good shirt? That would be awesome. Yeah, that would not. That'd man. be a good lifestyle. Sure, like that shirt. <laughs> that covers dough. all the bases. Yeah, <laughs> all the important stuff. Tell us a little about. So now it's a lady horse. Are there any horse naming conventions that we should be aware of, or do we have to ca- call this uh, something really complicated, like a racehorse would be? No, nothing like that. She's just a regular horse, um, so no, you know, fancy names are required just something that can the horse can kind of kind of learn just like you know with your dog coco it's nothing nothing fancy or anything that's required gotcha what kind of temperament does this horse have um she's pretty easy going horse she's really intense when you are um working cattle on her but you know she's pretty easy going and never never has tried to buck me off or anything like that. She's just a good horse. Do you think she hates the cattle and that's why she's doing this? No, I just think she enjoys the enjoys chasing the cattle. Ah. And Cody, what have you been calling her? 
um, for the last right two now, years? Um, well, I've had her for about a year now, and okay. I've been calling her Taco, but Taco. Yes. Is that because she's <laughs> a meat horse? <laughs> I knew that was going to come. <laughs> Sorry, I felt obliged to say it. Um, um, no, just because she's, I don't know, it's kind of what I called her one day, and that's just what I've been calling her since. But you're sick of that now. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he never really he never really felt that good about it. What what color is Taco? Um, she's kind of a she's a sorrel horse, which you know she's a, uh, she's a brown horse. Okay, kind of a brown white horse. brown. Hmm. You know, um, I like a like a lot of people um, uh, in, in this great country. I, I was really disappointed when Hillary Clinton uh, lost in the Democratic primaries because we lost an opportunity to have our first woman president. Um, so I'm just going to throw out as a possibility, and I wonder what the two of you guys think of naming this female horse president, uh, thus getting our, our having our first female president, and also freeing up uh, Hillary Clinton partisans to vote for Barack Obama, yeah, or John McCain should they so choose. <laughs> Natch, yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, and you know, I don't or, know if or, or if Hillary. Could you call the horse Hillary? That's, ah, that might, that's a might little be mean perceived as derogatory. It could be seen as derogatory to the horse. Okay. I'm sure the horse. Hello, hello, hello. Jeez. No, I don't. I don't really no, feel that no. way. I want to be you clear don't. that I don't feel that way at all. I think it's too late. Not even. It was a, a good bit. zing though. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah. stop the podcast like right after you said that. They're going to come away with you thinking uh, you're a huge jerk. Yeah. Well, they'd just turn it off then, wouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, uh, no, no, you know, I, I like President, um, especially, I don't know, you know, if you have, you don't, I don't know if you have young girls or anything, but it will, you know, it'll, you inspire know, inspire them. them, sure, they, the idea of a woman president. Uh, if you don't want to go that far, well, how about Senator? Yeah, Senator's pretty senator good, Senator Horse. We should explain that, uh, unlike England, the United States is what's called a democracy, in, in which uh, we go to what's called a polling place and, and vote to select our leaders. Uh, among a senator which, would be sort of like a minor king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Maybe a Dutch, a duchess? Sure. Uh, Nick, do you have any feelings? How do you any any anything come to mind? Is there a um, well, I, I, I like Jesse. I'm a soul music fan, so I was um, thinking about some of our great female soul singers. I think Aretha would be a Aretha nice name. would be a very nice. It's a very lovely name. That's a good horse name. Uh, we could name it after Past Sound of Young America guest Betty Davis, but then it, it might move to Pittsburgh and uh, become a hermit for 20 years. Sure, you wouldn't want that. Um, Can't keep up with his ranching duties. Yeah, plus it would be Just really... in Pittsburgh. It would make it really hard to interview. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I vote... I vote Aretha. Aretha? I think that's how we should go. I'd be so proud if I just swanned in here for one episode and I, I <laughs> started naming horses. It's you know Aretha is the queen of soul. Sure. So it the, remains the king, the king of books, and the queen of the soul. queen of soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how do you feel about how do you feel about Aretha, uh, Cody? Not that it's your choice. No, you yeah, <laughs> you gave us I, the power. I think that sounds good. Done. Aretha it is. 
Aretha, the best horse in all of Sentinel Butte, North Dakota. I could go back to London a very happy man. <laughs> I've named a horse in North Dakota. Yeah, if you ever go from there. From my you... own imagination and creativity. You know what we're doing right now, Cody? Uh, we, are giving, we are giving amazing anecdotes to Nick Hornby right now to use later on when he goes on Colin Ferguson. They're going to Craig they're, Ferguson. Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. Colin Ferguson. <laughs> I don't know. The of Colin Farrell. Colin the Farrell. The villain from Daredevil. <laughs> I, I, and, I think uh, you've given me a book. Yeah. This is a novel. The Absolutely. Horse, this, this morning is a... And I've it's never gonna, written a novel sort of about a, a horse. It's sort of a sequel to Misty of Chincoteague. <laughs> it's going to be... A, Aretha of Sentinel Butte. <laughs> 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 okay, well, thanks so much, Cody. Oh, thanks. I'll take a picture of Aretha and put it on Maximum Fun. Yeah, uh, put it up on the forum. Right on her with a marker. Fantastic. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> what? what? Write her name on her with a marker. No, you can't write on the horse <laughs> with a marker. are fine with it. They're fine with it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later, Cody. Well, thanks, guys. You have a good one. You Bye. too. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Nick Hornby, king of books or authors i can't remember the king of books yeah king you're the books. king of make books. it as broad yeah. as possible That's yeah absolutely we're trying to stretch it out in fact pretty soon uh pretty soon you might even expand into other media like, it's true i might be king of film and yeah. Yeah. Oh, no? i was thinking maybe ebooks king of ebooks mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. on a kindle it's for a kingdom example. not worth having <laughs> <laughs> What you don't you wouldn't uh, you don't want to be up there with the literary greats like conspiracy theory guy? <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of ebooks are there? Uh, how uh, search engine optimization expert? Oh, okay, you could also be up there with search engine optimization expert Nick. Okay, I'll <laughs> take that. Nick Nick Hornby right now is the king of adult and young adult fiction, so sure. that's pretty good. I'm stretching two uh, two sections of the library and Spanning. king of naming so far this morning. So far, you did name mm-hmm. the previous horse. However, <laughs> however, it is not the day is not done. Nick, okay. uh, let's welcome to the program uh, Kelly from Malacca, Minnesota. I wrote it down then forgot how it was pronounced, Kelly. I hope I didn't mispronounce it. Uh, you might know her, Jordan, as Kay Fury from the Maximum Fun Forum. Oh, I do. Uh, she's, always, she's often posting delightful pictures. When the topic of donks came up on Jordan Jesse Go, a donk, just so you know, Nick, is a type of miniature donkey. Um, oh, really? I did not know that. Well, you, we shouldn't get into it because I will just gush. Okay. Um, but when the topic of donks came up, Kelly was kind enough turns out Kelly not only has a farm, but it has donks on it. It's a part, part, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, I don't know. Kelly, would you say that it's a donk farm? Well, I've only got one donk. I have a full-size donkey as well, but it's mostly horses. So would you say, but here's the thing, if you have a donk, it's sort of like in Spanish I recently learned that if you're referring to a group of people and there's one male in this group of people, then you use the male, uh, you use the, then the whole group of people is referred to as being male. It's a gendered language. Um, I think that it's possible 
if you have a farm with one donk on it, you refer to it as a donk farm. <laughs> I don't know if that's... But he's pretty extra special. What's the donk's name? Edison. Oh, man, that's a nice donk, that is huh? That's a good donk. That's a really man. good donk. Oh, boy. Okay, so... We're feeling intimidated already. Now, we've... <laughs> yeah, you're a good namer. Just a, you don't need us. Just a moment ago, Kelly, we named, uh, we named a full-size horse. Uh, tell us what you have asked us to name. Well, um, I just got a new miniature horse this morning. Um, she's about three months old, and she doesn't have a name yet. Oh I have a totally gosh. original idea that I just created myself. Okay. Aretha Jr. <laughs> <laughs> totally original. Out of the ether. Wow, that's really that fantastic. One. That's pretty good. Now, tell us a little bit about this miniature horse, because this, mi- this mini horse is not your first mini horse, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, I, I have two other ones. One is colored just like her, and I kind of bought her to breed with him later. He's mm-hmm. a small and white paint, and she is also, and his name is Tesla. How about fuck buddy? <laughs> no. George, Jane, that's Sorry. vulgar. You're right. You're right. So You're right. Jordan Horse did. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> that Excuse them, Kelly. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about this, Kelly. It's okay. Uh, and the other one's name is Pom Pom. She's black and white. Oh, so wait. So you have. So you've. So you've. You've got. Uh, you've already got one named Edison. Mm-hmm. You've got an Edison. You've got a Tesla, which is what we actually named someone's guitar last week. And then they went on I the message that. board to complain about it. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> that is, that's a good name. Um, it's a great name. Now, when you said when you said that one was named Edison, I thought, well, the natural name for the other one is Tesla. No, when you said one was named Tesla, I thought the natural name for the other one was Edison, but I didn't know you already had an Edison. Oh, yeah, I already did it. <sighs> do you think Westinghouse would be appropriate? Yeah, do you want all electricity-themed names? Well, I was going more for science because when we got Tesla, my dad's friend had another one that was at my house for about a year. I was halter training him, and we named him Tycho after Tycho Brahe. I don't know. Who's that? Who's that? He was an astronomer. He like had an island and midget servants. He was really strange. <laughs> cool. <laughs> what about midget servant as a possible yeah, name? He's a tiny horse. She's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, sounds science, like it. I'm really off my. Yeah, off my field. Are you I, sure? I, guess I would. You don't... I would say periodic table of elements off the top of my head. That's not a name <laughs> for a horse, though. Uh, I'd say Byzantium, but I'm pretty sure that's a historical period. Yeah, you <laughs> get Byzantine. What about um, Primo? After Primo Levi, who wrote the periodic table, or Prima? Is or, it a girl? Or how about this? Primo after legendary hip-hop producer DJ Premier. But, well, I just yeah, lost Nick. Not, yeah. I, thought I, could, I thought I could get Nick to follow me there, but he didn't. I d- I'm sorry. Completely but also, gone. I'm, I'm noticing Kelly's reluctance. Here. Yeah, Kelly really <laughs> seems to want a science-themed name. Yeah. What's some good oh, science stuff? What whatever about, you guys pick, that's what we're going to call it. What about, oh, wow, she's committed to this. Yeah. What about Mrs. Wizard? <laughs> what was the name of the woman who was involved in um, uh, Marie Curie? No, not Marie Curie. Involved in invent, uh, Hillary Clinton. Co- early computers and adding machines. Somebody wrote a book about her. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Jordan, what do you got? I was going to say you Jane know. Adding Machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really annoying. Working on that, though. She was um, Byron's niece. Yeah, I no, sure. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what her name is. She's got an unusual He's Lord name. Byron's niece? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Mm, let's yeah. see. Bun- Bunsen burner. Bunsen. Bunsen? Bunsen. Bunsen's kind of nice. Yeah, Bunsen's, especially for, a, it's got a kind of stubby feel to it. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A miniature horse. Sure, yeah, sure. sound like something little. Is, that, is it too boy a name, though? Is that Bunsen. too male a name? Bunsen? It does sound male. Sounds like a butler. Yeah. Hmm. Jesse's looking into this whole. Yeah, uh, I can't even. I, oh Lord wait, Byron's, Byron's computer programmer daughter. Daughter. Okay, here we go. Let me look. Right, so I'm opening it up. They're no less a source than the New York Times. Wow. Okay. Um, Ada Lovelace. 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 What about that? That's good. Yeah, yeah I like that. It's maybe. Well, Ada, Sound, Ada's too quite good. Pornographic. Yes. Yeah, so well, there is that. There is the the Linda. Oh thing. yeah. Linda oh yeah. Lovelace. Star of uh, Star she, of Deep Throat. If Ada hadn't had a daughter called Linda, we'd be laughing. Yeah. But, um, mm. I, Ada's quite kind of stubby. Yeah. It what is, about Osborne it is One? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's an early portable computer. Yeah. How about Tandy Sensation? <laughs> Tandy's quite D- oh. dot, dot matrix printer. <laughs> in television. <laughs> I'm leaning towards in television right now. Yeah. Oh, Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man's pretty good. Wait a minute. We're getting way off track no, yeah, here. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, it's not really okay, science. Okay, so pa- short Pac-Man list. Isn't science. <laughs> yeah, short list. Exactly. Ada. Ada's on the love list, uh, uh, on the short list. Ada. Ada. That's all we've got on the short list so far. <laughs> what about Bunsen? Uh, Ada, oh. Bunsen. Um, yeah. Any other scientists? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Not, uh, not our forte. No. It's poor, isn't it? Copernicus. Yeah. Copernicus. That is a scientist. It's not a crazy scientist. It sounds like she's mostly, based on this, this fellow with the midgets... And Tesla, she's keen on crazy scientists specifically, yeah. like mad scientists. We we do go for the crazy. Um, are there any? What from about fiction? crazy Ada? <laughs> yeah. What about crazy, <laughs> crazy scientists? <laughs> Adult Ada. Yeah. Uh, are there any uh, fictional crazy scientists we can think of? Oh no, that's good, Doctor uh. Doctor Colossus. Who's Dr. Colossus? He's a Marvel villain. Video oh. game character. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a guy from Street Fighter 3, <laughs> Alpha, <laughs> the streets of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Up, down, up, down, A, B, Yes, oftentimes the button commands are in the title, Jesse. <laughs> Shows how much you know about fighting games. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling superior. What about Nintendo Power? Yeah. What about Super Nintendo? Hmm. Come, that's a funny name for a mini horse. <laughs> Super Nintendo. Come Nin- on, guys. N- Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> the girl's Nintendo. name. Nintendo. <laughs> so, kind yeah. of like Nintendo. Okay. How do you feel about Nintendo? How committed are you to that, Nick? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm committed to anything that Kelly likes because I'm really aiming for a double here. Your last one was really classy. Yeah. You so think you Nintendo, can afford to you can afford to get down in the gutter on this Nintendo's one. Nintendo's a white trash miniature horse. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. 
<laughs> Works at a jet ski store. Oh man, what's okay? Have, have you have you thought of any possibilities thus far? Have you brainstormed anything? No, we totally refuse to think of anything because we're going to let you guys do it. Oh, that was seems like that was a horrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, what about Amelia Earhart? Is that a scientist? Amelia. She navigates. <laughs> yeah, she, as close to scientist as we get. Yeah. Um, well, some of my bigger horses have Roman names. Oh, Roman names. Yeah, okay. I was going to maybe say Sally Ride, but it's a little too on the nose. Yeah. Sid Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something? <laughs> treasure Bath? Can we name her Treasure Bath? <laughs> Medusa? Uh, I'm going back to Treasure Bath. I'm sticking with Treasure Bath from here on out. What's Treasure? I don't even know what that is. Well, that's what uh, that's what Dom DeLuise as Caesar takes in History of the World Part 1 by Mel Brooks. Oh. <laughs> A Treasure Bath. So it turns out that Roman history isn't going to be one of our forte. <laughs> no. We just keep being unlucky, I think. Yeah. It's nothing to do with general ignorance. No, I think it has to do with general insurance <laughs> as well. Don't don't get too don't don't get too broad with your statements here. You know, at the risk of letting Nick show me slash us up on our own show, I think Ada might be the way to go. Yeah, I think Ada is the way to go too. Are you down with Ada? Yeah, it, it's a not you. This is not your choice. Shut up! Not your choice, Kelly. Cram it. <laughs> These people, people. These yeah, people. Right. These kind We're people. We're trying to have a conversation. These, these the people owner think... the of the horse keeps interrupting. <laughs> that, that just because they donate to, to pay my rent and listen to my program and, and thoughtfully call in and give us this ridiculous power over the name of a living being, they can have some sort of say into it. It's outrageous. It is outrageous. I am outraged. Ada, don't forget, I'm also skipping work right now. And uh, skip okay. work. Wow. And skip okay. work. Okay, but seriously, um, all that bullshit aside, skipping work, donating, etc. Nick, what do you think of Ada? Well, I, I like Ada, and I'd be very happy if, if Kelly called her little horse Ada. I think it's yeah, done. Like Kelly, it. Ada, what do you think? That's it. Done. Mm. Boom! Oh, wow. Yes. Nick Hornby shooting for the hat trick. <laughs> do we have anything else to name? Uh, we'll, we'll name something else soon. Uh, Kelly, do you think you'll, you can post a picture of Ada on the Maximum Fun Forum? I should have some pictures by tomorrow. Write on it with a marker. Jordan wants you to write... On the pony or on the picture? No, on the, on the pony. Jordan wants you to write Ada. He wants you to write Ada because that's the, or the <laughs> mini's new name. I, I might have to use paint to write on the picture, but I'll I'll work at it. Fine, oh, thank you. Use that body paint like in Sports Illustrated or, swimsuit. Or can you issue. brand it? Yeah, was, can, uh, you, can you brand it with a oh yeah a red hot something or other? Put Ada on the side. Yeah, yeah. just put it right there still, on the do side. Do you still do that on? Yeah, you do just, that. Well, oh. not for regular horses, but certainly for mini horses because <laughs> they're so easy to rustle. Mm-hmm. That's why. More or less toasted. Well, she's a lot smaller, so we just pick her up. Do you ever give her a hug or give her a kiss? I've only had her for about two hours, but I did hug her once. Yes. Oh wow! If I am ever, if I'm ever in Malacca, Minnesota, can I pick her up and give her a kiss? If if she's not too heavy by then, you can definitely pick up the donk. He's light enough all the time. Oh yes! 
I want to pick up this donk. Gotta pick up the donk, man. Okay, well, Kelly, thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, taking the time to uh, uh, have us capriciously name your living creature and also um, uh, inexplicably berate you. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the naming off my hands. <laughs> we'll talk to you another Maybe time, you Kelly. It. Thank you, Kelly. Bye, guys. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Cornby, king of all books. We can put the medallion on the front of your books. We'll make a king of all books medallion. Gold foil. Embossed. I think I am entitled to it. Yeah. Not just, I mean, uh, legally in addition to morally. Yes, I mean, absolutely. You've, you've always been morally entitled to it because <laughs> because of the way you comport yourself mm-hmm. in your day to day life. Exactly, a wise and just king. Mm-hmm. Okay, as we were talking, uh, it's sort of kind of off mic. We were talking about, um, you know, the Oprah's Book Club medallion that yeah. that one gets, and then uh, Jesse actually mentioned maybe wanting to have, you know, a quote of his on a book jacket sometime. Right. Uh, I was approached one time. I mean, I I for Nick, I um. I do like some entertainment reporting for a super deep cable TV show, uh, so I go to a lot of like press junkets and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I, I see uh, a lot of movies in advance. Well, I'm seeing Max Payne tonight for free, by the way. Real excited that I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, so I was kind of going to see it anyways, but now I get to go with yeah. the excuse that I'm going for work, which is great. Um, and one time, the publicity company called me and asked me for a quote, and I was so excited, and I like. Like and I said like uh, can I email it to you I need a while to think about this and I like I wanted it so bad and it was for the movie The Wackness uh-huh. uh huh was that because you because you really like The Wackness yeah I thought The Wackness was pretty good I didn't uh, you know not a, not a great movie but 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 a very good one and a good uh, I think first movie from the guy who directed it um, and God I'm like fuck what can I say what can I say I just want to be in the paper just want to be in the paper like I you know. I, I've thrown integrity out the window. You're trying to be the next wireless networks. Yeah, right, exactly. Or the next Larry King. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I, uh, and my, and in my total selling out, in total just wanting to be in the paper uh, for the movie The Wackness, part of my little review included, there's nothing whack about this movie. <laughs> I'm like, really, right? Wouldn't they put that in the paper? Isn't that perfect? And did they? No. So maybe not perfect. Although maybe I didn't scour everything. Yeah, right? I thought it was. I, uh, I, li- I like quote stories. Have you been? Uh, you, you must you get asked to do. You must be get asked to blurb stuff all the time, Nick. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of blurb stuff that goes on. I don't do it anymore because uh, I, I. What changed for me was that a friend, um, who shall remain nameless, asked for a quote and. Um, Updike. The book. <laughs> the book was terrible. Yeah, it was literary it was up, dandy. It was Tom Wolf. and it was not one of his best books. <laughs> and I had to say, John. I'm sorry, and then I just suddenly said, "I don't. I'm not doing this anymore. I don't do quotes anymore." And and I had to stick to it because because John's a friend. Yeah. And um and so every time after that, if I ever did a quote, but my you know what? Would, Seriously though, Nick. I mean, Updike says Updike is friends with everybody, but that duplicitous fuck isn't really <laughs> isn't really friends with anybody. Yeah. Well, you say that you you don't know how John and I get on. Well, if it's anything like the way me and John get on, 
he tells you one thing out one ear, and then you hear about something he said about you to literary dandy Tom Wolf from a third from Amy Tan, who was talking to Tom Wolf. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Find out everybody's been fucking Don DeLillo. <laughs> John, John, I'm not involved in this conversation. This is Jordan and Jesse. One time, it was my job to gather those quotes because some friends of mine wrote a book. My friends in Casper Hauser, uh, uh, the Casper Hauser comedy group, wrote this book, Sky Mall, which, by the way, is fucking amazing. And I keep meeting people who haven't bought it. And if you haven't bought it, you're a fucking idiot because it's so amazing and great. (laughs) And so we were like, well, who can we get quotes from? So we sent we sent a copy to all these people who I kind of like tangentially knew through the radio show, like somebody that I've met and has been on the radio show before, and I can email them, but yeah. you know, like a Patton Oswalt or something like that. And several of those people came through really big. And the best one that the best one to come through from that was uh, uh, Dave Barry, who's uh, a, a friend of mine is. Uh, friend of mine is partners with his brother and in a band with him and uh so i asked her hey could we send this book to dave barry would he look at it and we got this good thing from it and uh their dream was to get a quote from their two dreams were to get a quote from george saunders which they didn't have much of a trouble with because they they were able to get it to him directly and their other dream was to get it from uh david foster wallace um the late david foster wallace he was alive at the time so it wasn't as much of a dream then as it would be now and um, they actually just sent him an email. <laughs> like everyone at their publisher, like wouldn't they said he doesn't do it, he won't do it, like he never ever does it. And they they thought, well, he's a college professor, so he has a public email address because he has to give it to his students and stuff. So they just sent it to you know like David Foster Wallace at um, you know Pomona or whichever college it was that he was that he was teaching at at the time and he totally quoted it so they got they have the the distinction of having the book with blurbs from both Dave Barry and David Foster oh, that's, Wallace that's pretty cool American humor's top two Daves you know the the um, the English writer Evelyn War his um, son Oberon who was a very funny uh, satirist he used to write for Private Eye and these these English magazines and um he used to get a lot of requests for for blurbs, and he always used to give them a blurb, and it always said the same thing, which is, um, this is the best possible book on this or any other subject. (laughs) 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 And I thought that was genius, because it's like, you know, it's like printing a million... Um, million pound notes it, it immediately devalues the currency mm-hmm. and, and it, it looks like an act of generosity mm-hmm. but there are all these books that say, this is the best book ever on any subject oh, so that's, man. that's a good way out well you're I the think. best you're the best um, uh, Jordan Jesse go uh, co-host sit-in guest in this or shit Jordan help me out here you're cool. There you go. <laughs> this week. Yeah, yeah. You are this week's best guest. <laughs> yeah. Let's um let's go to the telephones. Uh we we've got some exciting calls this week and uh Casey, once again intern Casey screened the calls for us this week. So, I don't know they're as much of a surprise to me as they are to you guys. Let's go to the telephones. Hi Jordan, hi Jesse, hi go. Uh this I have to I had to call and say how was disappointed I was. This is Rebecca from Brooklyn, and when you were going through and naming uh, all the things, and you named the goats and talked about naming them after books in junior high school, 
Jesse, I, I can't believe you didn't bring up Misty of Chincoteague. I, I was screaming it at my, at my iPod. You should really reconsider. Thanks. Well, she'll be happy to know that uh, earlier in this very same episode, I talked about Misty of Chincoteague. You know, I think... Not, not in a naming context, though. Yeah, you didn't name anything that. Mm-hmm. Quick, name something Misty of Chincoteague. Okay, uh, you know, there's a band that, that, that called in this week, Casey, that, that needed us to name them, and we didn't, we didn't play the call, uh, but uh, do you remember anything about the band, Casey? Just for distinguishing... Okay, if you're the band from Nashville that needed the name, your name is Misty of Chincoteague. I think it'd be better if it was a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you're the parents who called in asking for a name for a baby, your baby is called Misty of... How do you say it? So if it's like Chincoteague. Chincoteague. Well, let's say it was a Smith. That's its first name, too. It would be known as M.O.C. Smith, they'd call it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? That's what they probably call it. That's a good author name, M.O.C. Smith. That is a good author name. It would be good if if she decided, you know, as like an impetuous teenager to go by her middle name, and instead of choosing Chincoteague, she chose Of. Of. (laughs) She just went by Of. That would be good. Okay, now, uh, in the recent weeks on the program, for for your benefit, Nick, um, we've been talking about presidential candidates. and not the actual presidential candidates, but who we would like to uh, who, who we would like to have as a presidential slate, um, uh, who is not a politician and uh, possibly not even qualified to run for president. Um, certainly not qualified to be president, but perhaps not sure. even uh, alive or a United States citizen or over the age of thirty-five. So far, the leader of the pack is Juanita. A really nice lady who works at the DMV, uh, who's in my Spanish class at Los Angeles City College, um, who, by the way, I talked to yesterday oh, yeah? and has agreed to come and be on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I think it is a good idea. She right. said it's a. She thought it was a great idea because she loves to talk and joke and have fun. Her words. <laughs> well, this is the wrong show for her then. Juanita yeah. is such a cool lady, man. You guys, you're Jordan. You're oh, gonna love man. Juanita so much. Okay. She's so cool. I mean, you every know. seriously, everybody loves. Like I'm, I'm, I am just a barnacle on this ship. Obviously, Jordan, I'm, I'm making, I make light of, uh, you know, Juanita's role in the class and my relationship with Juanita for the sake of humor but the fact of the matter is that there's no person on this earth who has met Juanita and doesn't think she's fantastic she's the light of this classroom she's a beacon of joy and bad at Spanishness <laughs> that we're all drawn to just the, literally if you look up winning attitude in the dictionary there's a picture of Juanita Okay, well... I wish I could be here. I know. <laughs> it's going to be great. I know. Your maybe, life is maybe. at least 5% less good yeah. because you will never meet one either. Yeah. Okay, uh, but we have, one more, uh, we have one more presidential candidate. Hi, Jordan. Jesse Go. Uh, my candidate for president is the reanimated corpse of Mr. Rogers. Um, three reasons. First, uh, he'll change his uh, sweater and shoes before he tries to eat your flesh. His uh, moaning is probably going to be pretty sing-songy compared to those other zombies. And he'll bring a sense of make-believe and wonder to a world where the dead have come back to life. Thanks a lot, guys. Love the show. 
I don't know. I feel like if he's going to come back from the dead, it's going to be as a friendly ghost of some kind. Yeah, this guy seems to be operating under the assumption that America's demanding a zombie president. He's <laughs> yeah. like, listen, the best zombie is Mr. Rogers. Like, no, no one asked for a zombie president, dude. Why are you picking the best one? Uh, Nick Hornby looks kind of interested in the prospect of a zombie president. I, I'm not sure who Mr. Rogers is. You're kidding me. No. It's because you're from England. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mr. Well, Rogers. Well, I hope it's that, and he's not like Charles Dickens or somebody. <laughs> Mr. Rogers is uh, the most beloved public television personality uh, in the history of public television here in the United States. He's a children's show host um, who was also a minister. I want to say he was a Lutheran minister, um, but he, but his show had no religious content in it. Literally the kindest person... He, He's like, he's almost like it's his kindness is so exp- was was so ex- expansive. He passed maybe five years ago um, that it almost explodes the brain to think about. And like as an adult, when you watch it, like as a child, it seems normal in some way. But as an adult, you just think, how can this man be this? loving and kind <laughs> he um he also had uh he, he had puppets on his show and he did the voices for all the puppets but it was just his voice like very slightly altered yeah which doesn't register as a kid he also yeah, yeah. he's also where i i learned how crayons are made is that right yeah which has been very important to me just in my own self-definition yeah it doesn't seem much to show for years of watching mr rogers now that you're in terms a- of information now that you're a young adult n- novelist, Nick, um, you're a you're a guiding you're a guiding light to America's teens. Yes, America's right. disaffected skateboarding teenagers. Yeah. Hmm. Now that you've written a book about what uh, what happens when one teenager gets another teenager pregnant uh, and skateboards, um, you uh, it's your responsibility to change your shoes and change into a cardigan whenever you come into the house, just like Mister Rogers did. I think that Mr. Rogers, it sounds to me as though he'd lose a lot of the point of himself if he were a zombie. Yeah, I, that's why I was thinking right. maybe Friendly Ghost. Yeah. Does that seem... Because zombies are, I think, by nature, not generous. Do you guys at know... At least an affable spook. Yeah. Jordan, do you know if he was mummified at all? Because it's possible he could come back as uh, a yeah, mummy, as be. a living mummy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to Mr. Rogers' corpse, honestly. Meow, meow, brains, meow, meow. I just thought cat of that. Cat puppet. The cat puppet would say that. Henrietta Pussycat would say, meow, meow, something, meow, meow. To right. signify that she was a cat. Yeah. She also had a button hat with a lot of different buttons on it. That was pretty cool. I don't think it's going to translate to English audiences. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty sophisticated it's, over there. Yeah, They're exactly. sophisticated kids. And it's probably, was he on for... They're like, really? That's just the dude. That's the same dude. He's not even changing his voice that much. <laughs> that's my impression of an English child, by yeah, the way. Yeah, those are pretty good English. Hey, dude. Hey. Whoa. Fuck it. No. Okay. Anyway. Let's go to momentous occasions. We ask people to call in from time to time when something momentous happens in their lives, uh, preferably as it happens or in the immediate aftermath. We've got two momentous occasions this week. Uh, as I said, Casey screened them, so let's hear what they are. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Jason from Rockford, Illinois. Um, I momentous occasion. I just got a sexy Halloween text message picture from a girl I've been uh, kind of going after. And it turned out that uh, I was kind of scrolling down to the picture, and she had sent it to actually like four or five other numbers. So I guess I was just being used. I haven't been used like that before. 
Uh, she's, you know, fishing for compliments or whatever. So uh, I can cross her off the list and uh, move on. So I'm not too bummed. I thought it'd be a, you know, funny story. Uh, I can tell all my friends. And if you want the picture message, uh, just let me know. Uh, my number's. No, can't share his number. Nah. He he sent me the picture unbidden. I got this. I got this email in the mail in my email inbox that says. Jason from Rockford, Illinois, I've been used, and has a picture attached to it. How? I have no idea what's going on. Why is this boudoir <laughs> photograph of a woman in I've a... I've been used. This dude needs to have a more chick-positive attitude, man. Yeah. I know. What, what, what's she using him for? To receive his text, to her sexy text messages, apparently. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, that's a using thing. Well, that's because you probably uh, you probably have someone that you have a close romantic relationship with to receive your sexy text messages. It's uh, true. And if you're, let's say you're you're single, you're uh, hey, Casey the intern. Are you a single single guy right I'm now? Single guy. So so Casey, for example, when he takes a picture of himself in his in his sexy Halloween costume on his cell phone uh, in a mirror, he probably has this same sexy Halloween costume. It's sort of a it looks maybe like a 19th century prostitute. I'm going to turn it towards you. Um, I wish we could put this on the message board, but obviously that would be inappropriate. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like, a, would you say that looks like maybe a 19th century prostitute, late 19th century prostitute? Yeah, I would say that. What do you think, like a, Nick? Yeah, it's... Um, you, you know prostitutes. One of those um, New Orleans prostitutes that... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was a the Moulin Rouge-type prostitute. The, the, there was a famous photographer who took a whole series of... Uh, oh, that's, that's probably what she was going for. Nick. Michael and Dart, she wrote a novel about him. Yeah, that's probably exactly what she was going yeah, I, for. I think I think that might be right. Somebody um, is going to reckon you you would see her at the Halloween party, walk up to her and say, "Hey, you're you're representative of one of those uh f- legendary uh prostitute photographs uh from the thing." And she would go, "Yeah." And turn around <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think you're right that there is not a positive attitude going on in that message. A horrible attitude. It was a horrible attitude. You know, if you had a glass half full attitude, you'd say, I am now in the final five. (laughs) I'm on the short list. I I had a one in a thousand chance. Now I have a one in five chance. Plus, what if it's like, what if her parents always told her how fat she is? And so she's sending it to them so they know that she's sexy now, mm-hmm. that she's away at college and she's been eating well. So two of those people of the five might have been Are parents. the parents. So you're looking at two parents. Uh, maybe a sibling. A uh, gymnastics coach. And, and this guy. So that's maybe five. Maybe the person so she, who made the costume. Exactly. Like, hey, exactly. it looks all right. Yeah, who, I'd who are going to use it in their catalog? They mm-hmm. asked to use that picture in their catalog. Right, it's a catalog that uses primarily uh, cell phone photography because it's more evocative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. Is why you would use that. He's the only single guy in the list and and he's just kind of shot his own brains out without hearing the end of the story. Absolutely. Why did he shoot his own brains? That's another thing. Why did he commit suicide at the end of this call? I know. uh, We didn't need to do that. No, no, he really didn't need to do that. It was distressing. So what was his name? Um, I don't remember. Jason. Bubba. Jason. Yeah, no, J- I think Jason's it was right. Jason. Jason. Jason, you've really got to cheer up. Yeah, Jason from Rockford, Illinois. Think, look, 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 things are looking up now for Jason. We've given him the pep talk that he needs. But he I, needs I, to be more lady positive. Lady positive. He needs to, uh, if, somebody, if somebody says something to him, let's say in a bar, it's a cocktail waitress, he needs to not turn away from them. Call them insane. And call them <laughs> insane. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? But I think I fear that Jason has already uh, texted. I I'm worried in a very bitter way. Yeah, I do too. I I'm afraid he so, maybe. I mean, obviously he has, he has no qualms about emailing this to various podcasts he listens from, to. From the tone of his message, I have some concern that he may have. I'm going to presume that he's in college. I have some concern that he may have printed it out a hundred times on like a computer lab printer, scrawled "slut" in it, uh, yes. sl- "slut" on it in blood, and, and his, then posted and his, it on the walls of the dining hall. His message probably says, "You, you, you might think this is funny to use me in this way, but yeah. it's just hurtful and mean, and I never want to hear from you again." Exactly, and he and, and she was basically coming on to him. Exactly, this is a woman who has sex for a living. <laughs> Yeah. Imagine how She's erotic. She's a sex worker. Imagine how erotic her professionalism would have made their intercourse. You see what I'm saying mm-hmm. here? I hope you have good lawyers. He blew his big shot. Okay, let's hear another momentous occasion, huh? Hey, guys. Uh, momentous occasion. I just saw um, a Subway restaurant get robbed while I was listening to your podcast. And... Uh, Jordan was in the middle of bitching about something. I don't even know what because it was hard to pay attention. Because a dude just jumped over uh, the window guard guarding the vegetables and stole a bunch of shit. Okay, thanks, bye. Wait, so that's why you have that's why the thing rewinds, dude. Go back and listen to what I was saying. It was very important. <laughs> I don't know what it was specifically, but you're going to want to yeah. listen to the whole podcast. You got to focus. Forget about robberies. Yeah, right. You know man? what happened? He's tried to make these sandwiches with stuff that he buys in the grocery store. And it never comes out the way he'd yeah, like it. Yeah, I know. It never comes out the way he'd like it, especially the uh, especially the uh, vinaigrette that they put on there. Where do they on get the it? Chicken club. Is that the bunch of shit he was referring to? That <laughs> yeah. I robbed. Well, yeah, that's what I presume he robbed so. Vinaigrette he and some mayonnaise, over... and yeah, and robbed a bunch of shit vegetables. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's already sliced. He doesn't Chop, have to slice tomato, it. Tomato. Exactly. A big problem sweet is onion sauce. He finally find, found a place to get the kind of ham that they use there. The like exact kind of ham, but they only sell it in those you know whole hams, and he doesn't have a deli slicer, mm. so he can't get it as thin as he'd like. But they have it there, thin, just right there at the subway. All you got to do is jump over the barrier, the plastic see, see, barrier. A lot of people go in places like that, and they think I'm not robbing chopped tomato because it's not worth it, right? Because tomatoes are cheap, right? they're inexpensive. But if you factor in the labor cost of chopping. That's, that's ultimately, a much more valuable commodity than it looks like. Ultimately, you have to ask yourself a simple question, which is, am I a sandwich craftsman or am I a sandwich artist? Because the latter is what they have at Subway, and that's what you need to get your hands on. Yeah. Stuff that's already been sliced by sandwich artists. Mm-hmm. Maybe in creative shapes. Do they do that? Absolutely. If you sure. ask. If you ask Mickey nice. Mouse? Yeah. yeah. Mickey Mouse ears? You bet. And I'm not Pangea. talking about... I'm not talking about artisans. I'm talking about artists <laughs> specifically. Sure, you can get an artisanal ham. <laughs> you just have to go to the Whole Foods to get an artisanal ham. But the, I think the other question this raises is whether um, robbers and criminals all over America are timing their crimes for when people are listening oh, to wow. Jordan. Because, yeah. because people are so distracted. Well, <laughs> people think... <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, here's yeah. the thing. It's like Nick, the whole of America has shut down momentarily. A lot of people think that criminals are somehow fundamentally evil. Like, they should be sent to prison. Yeah. And, a genetic and lock, defect. A genetic locked up and throw away the key because they're never, there's nothing good about them. But in fact, 
criminals, even when they're committing criminal acts, often have a positive motivation. Like, you know, you hear about somebody stealing uh, food to feed their baby or stealing money to get their child's shoes um, or, you know, robbing a chain restaurant to, mm. so that people don't have to listen to Jordan's never-ending fucking bitching. Just, yeah. wah, 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 I'm a fucking podcast baby. Where's yeah. my podcast, Baba? It's true. It's a good impression. <laughs> Thank you. I'm no Frank Caliendo. He does an even better Jordan. But yeah, this is good. Yeah. Rich Little also does a really good Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he's no the late Frank Gorshin, though. <laughs> that was the best Jordan I've ever that heard. That was the best Jordan. He really captured the He's a the better Jordan than I am, though. Can honestly. I tell you guys something? The, <laughs> the whining. Can the I, asking for his Baba. He can, just got it all. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Sure. Uh, you know how they have, if you use Google Mail, they have contextual advertisements in the sidebar. Yeah. Um, in this, you may remember Jason from Rock, Rockford, Illinois, the man who uh, blew his shot with a, a beautiful 18th century prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sent this email with a picture. This is what com- came up in the contextual links on the size. Odd picture frame size? Question mark. That's the first one kind of reasonable precious moments picture find precious moments picture shop and save at target.com today i wouldn't characterize this as a precious moment it's more of a 19th century prostitute cell phone it's a lusty moment the third one though was it his momentous moment it, it was momentous. Was that, it was, was momentous. How it was categorized by jason yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe receiving sexy yeah. halloween that was momentous. So yeah, was momentous and ultimately very disappointing. Yeah, according to him, but not according to us. You have picture, and uh, the advertisement is headline picture, body of text, looking for picture? Question <laughs> mark. Um, and of course, you have Obama versus McCain debate. Who won the debate? Mm-hmm. But the one that I don't understand is lupus rash picture. <laughs> <laughs> Get answers and info for lupus rash picture picture <laughs> is this because more and more people are emailing each other to say i have a picture of a rash wait no wait 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 lupus wait rash. jordan what i have a picture here and what is implied is that it is a photograph of a rash and they're wondering if it's a rash for the horrible disease lupus that's what they're because there's lupus the word lupus does not appear in the text here so they can't have used the fact that their word lupus was as predictive they're they're advertising in all pictures because so many pictures are pictures of rashes that need to be identified with regard to the disease lupus you see what i'm saying that's yeah that's how they're that's how they're spending their advertising money do you follow me Yes, I think Lupus that's true. rash picture. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, can you look at this on my arm here? Does that look like lupus to you? Jesse, let's catch up. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Nick Hornby, king of all books. You know what? Nick Hornby may be king of all books, but the book of which he is most king 
is his delightful number one New York Times bestseller, just out in paper book. Paper book. Paper they call book. it paper book, yeah, right? No, that's, the, that's what we call it in the trade. Slam. <laughs> Jordan, I don't know if you read this. I read this book, and then I sent it to my younger brother, who is a young adult. Mm-hmm. He read the book. It is about a young man who uh, impregnates a young woman uh, and uh, isn't sure what to do about it because... Uh, it turns out that they may or may not actually want to be boyfriends and girlfriends. And also, he's a skateboarding enthusiast and talks to a Tony Hawk poster on his wall. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I know Tony Hawk personally. Do you really? Yeah. Jordan and Tony Hawk are buddies. He said hi to me at the Starbucks one time. I've been emailing him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did did you email him before you wrote the book? Like, FYI, Tony. Hi, this is King of All Books, Nick Hornby. (laughs) You may may have known my previous bestsellers, such as About a Boy, A Long Way Down, uh, High Fidelity, Fever Pitch. Uh, Pretty much. Well, I've got that as a, a um, it's in the body of my right. email program. It's sort of like a stationary. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Because um, you exclusively write letters to Tony Hawk. <laughs> exactly. When I had the idea for the book, I thought... Uh, because Tony Hawk talks back in lines from his own autobiography. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, okay. And, uh, and I thought... If because the kid thinks it's pre- basically thinks it's presumptive of him to put words in Tony Hawk's mouth. Exactly. And, and, and so the autobiography becomes kind of like the I Ching, where you can open it at any mm-hmm. page and it has a message yeah, yeah. that he can decode. But I thought, well, if he doesn't like this, if Tony Hawk doesn't like this, I'm going to be in trouble. Because sure. uh, there's a big chunk of the book that he wrote. Right. <laughs> that I'm going to have to take out. So uh, I, I made contact with him, and he was incredibly generous and friendly. Jordan, that's been your impression of Tony yeah, Hawk as well. Yeah, nicest guy in show business. Easy. I've never even met Tony Hawk. Oh. Can Tony Hawk still do cool skateboard tricks? Oh, sure, yeah. He's still still the best. He's still the best? Mm-hmm. He's the best skateboard guy still? Yeah, well, if we're talking about vert skating, yeah. Well, I'm ta- well I was certainly talking about vert, vert skating. Sure. Were you talking about vert? I was talking about vert. Yeah, not horizontal. No, not horizontal. <laughs> but if we're talking vert, <laughs> for horizontal, you're going to have to go to your P rods, your Ryan Shecklers. Now, who's Bucky Lassick? Also, also a vert skater. Sure, but he's better than Tony Hawk. I thought. I, I don't. I don't think he is. But he's no? very good. He's very good. Yeah. What about uh, what about the Latino punk rock guys on the corner right outside the... Uh, they're better. Right about they're outside the J, Jaquan Orthodontic Center here in Koreatown, Los Angeles. They're better. Yeah, that's what I thought. They can occasionally they do a trick. Mm-hmm. You, if you ever even... Did you, like, get a, did you buy a skateboard or something? Me, uh, I do have one. Um, and I stood on it for about a minute and felt very insecure, and then came off it again. Did you? <laughs> did you refer? But you had to refer to it for your book. Yeah, so you, you're writing, and then I got a skateboard which has, and then you look down at the skateboard, and turn it over, four wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's called research. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I understand you, that's where novels come from. Familiarity with with what you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, anyway. It was a delightful Jordan Jesse go. I, I encourage you to uh, go buy Nick, Horn's, Nick Hornby's book, which I thought was uh, really sweet and very funny and um, is the kind of book that is appropriate for all ages. Why can't anyone ever say my name without putting the S in? I didn't put any S you, in. You had to stop yourself. You were gonna no, say, I didn't. You were going to say Nick Horn's 
and then you stop. Well, it's because I'm it. such a big fan of Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, well, that's it. That, that's the only <laughs> I can't reason get I enough can think Bruce of that I, everyone calls me Nick Hornsby. And there comes a point where you think, well, how famous was Bruce Hornsby <laughs> <laughs> that his name Surely is, I'm is more kind famous of at this point. welded into en- everyone's mind? Yeah. They cannot think about anything without Bruce Hornsby <laughs> coming up. And it was not like he was Michael Jackson, was it? No, it, I, I don't know. It happens to me a lot. Hornsby, does it ever happen to you? I mean, Jordan, does it ever happen to you? Hornsby. I mean, yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. I wish I knew a, a one Bruce Hornsby song so I could start exactly, singing it right exactly. now. Exactly. No, and if I call people out on it, say, okay, come on. I don't if you're even so obsessed, know the name of you're one so obsessed, Bruce Hornsby sing song. Sing me a song. Wait, I'm going to look up a Bruce Hornsby song. I'm going to type Bruce Hornsby into the internet so people I can... call me Joe Jackson a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It'll say, high okay. fidelity, how Wait, to be good. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> The whole of the internet's got confused. Oh, Spider Fingers. Sure, well, what about Spider Fingers? Well, what about his classic hit, Spider Fingers? I don't know Spider Fingers. I've got things. spiders <laughs> on my fingers. My name is Bruce Hornsby. I don't think that is his I've got hit. spiders on my fingers, and I wrote a skateboarding book, which is why Jesse might be confused. Put in Bruce Hornsby plus biggest hit. Okay, Bruce Hornsby biggest hit. Bruce Hornsby's biggest hit. The, his recording career started with the biggest hit he has had to date, dot, dot, dot. Now I have to click through to find out what it is, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, biggest hit he is biggest. Ah, uh, The Way It Is, which topped the American music charts in 1986. Do you know how The Way It Is went? Sing it. Craig. Um, that's just the way it is. <laughs> Some things on that. Oh, the Tupac song. <laughs> sure. Well, I can see how people would get you confused with Tupac. And this was in 1986. You're sort of a... You're so, you're a 22 poet. years they've you had and to Tupac get over Bruce Hornsby. You and Tupac are both poets. That's yeah. why, that's why yeah. guys get big tattoos yeah. of your face on their back. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why, why you had that big... You actually got your Thug Life tattoo across your forehead. Yes. Which is good. It's nice. John Updike told me to do that. <laughs> He said, uh, he said it had worked for him and it could be good for me. Anyway, Nick Hornsby's Nick Hornsby's <laughs> book is slam. If you want to hear, actually, if you actually want to hear a proper interview with Nick, as opposed to our uh, Nick naming various horses, um, uh, he was when the hardcover of the book came out. He was on the Sound of Young America. We did do a full. Proper, enjoyable interview uh, about his books, and especially Slam. So uh, you should go to MaximumFun.org and click on Archive. You'll find it right there. Um, in the meantime... Uh, and this was the price I had to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, um, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records. It's on the CD. Uh, Kites are fun, the best of The Free Design, which is also uh, lovely and delightful. Uh, if you want to call in and uh, have us name something or anything else, we're looking for new topics. Yeah. I know it should be our job. We're running on fumes here. It should be our job to think of new (laughs) topics, but you know what? We need a good project. If you've got an idea for a good project, that's what we're looking for, because we had that high five contest contest last year, and it went so great with the guy who high-fived Yao Ming and the whole nine yards. But this year, we need something something new, so 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. Nick's got something. What about renaming? Mr. Hornsby, yes. Renaming. Renaming. Oh, renaming something we've already named something and done a no, shitty no, job. No, 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 like um, The Godfather. That's not a good name. I think you should rename it. Oh, yeah. 
Rename, oh, rename the cotton whole, balls. Rename, rename the, the whole of culture. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's going to be a segment on our next show, Jordan. Okay, what good. do you say? I like it. Are Renaming you in? all things? Are you on board? Sure. Yes. I'll Are you in? It. Are you done? Yeah. Is it good? Yes. Middlemarch. That is not an interesting name for a novel. Absolutely not. No. Nope. Beowulf. No good. No good. Should have been called Giant Baby. <laughs> G Baby for sure. Yeah. No way people could call it G Baby. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. Jordan, your enthusiastic, your enthusiastic responses and support. Is this like a fade out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we are. We're talking. We'll just kind of slowly fade out as the theme music plays. As we approach nightfall and everyone falls asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mainly what our show is for, is yeah. to get children to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the sun disappears right. behind the hills. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go.